The annual CMO spend survey from Gartner is available. And well, it's not pretty. Marketing budgets as a proportion of company revenue have fallen from 11% in 2020 to 6.4% in 2021. That is the lowest point in the history of this survey. As well, pure play digital channels account for 72% of the total marketing budgets, with CMOs indicating that they're shifting offline budgets into digital spend and 29% of work that was previously carried out by external agencies has been moved to in-house teams during the last 12 months. CMOs have focused in-house efforts on high-value strategic capabilities such as brand strategy, innovation, and technology. The survey captures a snapshot of marketing's budget, spending, and strategic priorities. It finds CMOs at a difficult juncture. Budgets and resources are constrained, but marketing needs to demonstrate how it can support the enterprise's growth and transformation ambitions. It's kind of depressing news, but at the same time, there are lots of opportunities in here if you're willing to look at it a bit differently, which is what we're going to discuss on this week's episode of the Spin Sucks podcast. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. I have to say from a focus group of one, I find the survey data that marketing budgets are struggling to rebound rather fascinating. We've actually never been busier, nor with the exact right clients for our agency. And from what I hear, we're not alone. Some of the SpinSucks community members who work at agencies have said the same. This is crazy busy right now. Yet the data doesn't match those experiences, which makes me wonder if it just hasn't hit yet and the sky will actually fall in 2022. It does make sense that the majority of CMOs faced an in-year budget cut last year. I think we all experienced that, and we certainly did with our clients from March through June. But it started to come back and then some in July and has been going full strength for more than a year now. However, the survey shows CMOs anticipated a swift recovery and expected budgets to bounce back this year. More than half, 56%, expected budget growth of more than 5% in 2021. But such a swift return to pre-pandemic funding levels proved elusive for many marketing organizations. It's also interesting to see that marketing budgets as a percentage of total revenue have always been between 10.2% and 12.1%, but fell to 6.4% this year. That certainly does not bode well for forthcoming agency work. The survey shows that these results reflect ongoing downward pressure on marketing spend induced by the pandemic, but also the variability and volatility associated with rapid digitization. So essentially, it shows that there is downward pressure on marketing spend, and it's affecting how fast it's coming back. In the first instance, several factors combine to ill effect on marketing budgets. You have marketing budgets that have always been the first of the enterprise budgets to be cut and the last to be restored. We've all experienced that. Chief financial officers have become comfortable with lower cost base that spending cuts in marketing alongside savings on real estate and travel costs have yielded. So they're not super keen to bring those things back. And CMOs proved that, well, they could do more with less because they curbed spending on events, agencies, and ad budgets in the face of the crisis. Again, doesn't bode well. This year's survey captures marketing budgets following a prolonged period of multiple decremental budget cuts. 
for many, though, there's not been a single precipitous drop in budget, but rather a steady erosion of their funds. And so far, the enterprise has proved to be slow in replenishing marketing's depleted coffers. Ugh. One reason is that the effect of near-term marketing budget cuts on brand awareness and consideration are often not immediately appreciated, right? That comes as no surprise. I'm willing to bet that you've had an experience or more than one where you were asked to do more with less and did, but a year later, sales dropped significantly and no one knew why. Oh, right. The organization stopped marketing so people forgot who you were and why you were there and that you were there at all. So the New Yorker ran a story about Kellogg and how it won in the eyes of consumers during the Great Recession, while everyone else, including their competitors, failed. This is what they said. In the late 1920s, two companies, Kellogg and Post, dominated the market for packaged cereal. It was still a relatively new market. Ready-to-eat cereal had been around for decades, but Americans didn't see it as a real alternative to oatmeal or cream of wheat until the 20s. So when the Depression hit, no one knew what would happen to consumer demand. Post did the predictable thing, which is what many companies have done in the last 18 months. They reined in expenses and cut back on advertising. But Kellogg doubled its ad budget, moved aggressively into radio advertising, and heavily pushed its new cereal, Rice Krispies. Snap, Crackle, Pop first appeared in the 30s. By 1933, even as the economy cratered, Kellogg's profits had risen almost 30%, and it became what it is today, the industry's dominant player. And we love some Rice Krispies in our house, don't we, little one? Do we love Rice Krispies? Oh, I told her not to talk. You can answer the question. Um, yes. We love Rice Krispies. Rice Krispies, especially making the Rice Krispies cereal yes. into rice. Into Rice Krispies treats. Into Rice Krispies treats. Yes, we like Rice Krispies treats. So we need to demonstrate in our next budgeting cycle that the illusion of savings today presents a significant risk to tomorrow as brands lose customer relevance, share voice, and ability to reach customers with targeted and timely messages. Nothing you don't already know, just a good reminder. And in just a minute, I'll be back to talk you through some more highlights from the survey, along with additional tips on how to continue to prove the value of marketing and communications. I'll be right back. Podcasting is an increasingly popular marketing channel for businesses in all industries. But getting episodes to drive specific business outcomes can be a challenge. If you or your clients run a podcast as part of your marketing, then you know it can be difficult to track the value the show creates and communicate that value to those who are the most invested. But it doesn't have to be that way. If you would like to learn how to identify and track the podcast metrics, don't we all, that make a difference on the bottom line, go to podcastingforbusiness.com slash sucks. They have a free training on how to do exactly that. And... It's created by the company that produces this very podcast. And I love, 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 love them. And you will too. So go to podcastingforbusiness.com slash spin sucks. One more time, podcastingforbusiness.com slash spin sucks. Facing a reduction in resources, the survey shows that many have reprioritized the spending commitments across channels and programs. Investments in pure play digital channels, be paid, earned, shared, or owned, account for 72% of the total marketing budget. Looking at the budgets that have benefited from increased investment year over year, social marketing, search engine optimization, and digital advertising topped the list of channel winners. Offline advertising, mobile marketing, and events were the most likely to have faced budget cuts in the past year. But there were also some reallocations from those buckets to better meet the pace of change brought on by advances in technology 
to improve brand awareness and to gather data-driven insights from digital channels. According to the survey, this reflects the fact that consumer journey disruptions brought about by the pandemic have prompted CMOs across industries to question long-held beliefs on the relative value of their channel investments. Channels that have traditionally been seen as drivers of awareness, such as TV or out-of-home billboards, those kinds of things, are now vying for budget alongside those that have been considered as marketing performance channels, such as search and social advertising. That really shouldn't come as a big surprise. For years now, executives have wanted us to prove that 100%, not 50%, not 70%, 100% of their budgets in marketing and communications have a return. A couple of weeks ago, I talked you through how we discussed this with clients, and I'll put the link in the show notes on Spin Sucks for you. But the gist of it is this. You can't correlate brand awareness and credibility directly to results. Sure, just like post-experienced during the Great Recession and many other companies in the last 100 years have experienced, you're not going to have much success if no one knows who you are or what you do. But it's not an apples to apples comparison like it is with search and social advertising. It's kind of a bummer brand awareness activities have to vie for the same budgets as the things that are more easily attributed to sales. Alas, that is where we are in this world. All in all, the Gartner survey is pretty sad for our industry, but if the work that we and my peers are doing is any indication, it doesn't really reflect reality entirely. When Gartner releases their next report, we'll take a look and see what's changed. If it's still this depressing, I think we'll all need to buckle down for a bumpy 2022, but let's cross that bridge if and when we need to. Don't let this data get you down. If anything, use it to conservatively plan for your next six months. As I record this, I had three new business requests come into my inbox, so it's definitely not slow. Let's use my focus group of one versus Gartner's focus group of 400 for now because I like it lots better. If you'd like to stay optimistic with us and you're not already a member of the free SpinSucks community, get your butt over there. You can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's free, it's fun, it's challenging, it's educational, and you can have these kinds of discussions every day. You can also discuss appropriate casual Friday work from home attire. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 